Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's The List and your boy with Jimmy Van and Sean Ross. With Jimmy and Sean, sell pills for your dumb. Make a fantastic song. Make a fantastic song. And we're live. What's up, you guys? List and your boy, 199. We're finally here. Here's, Here's all the special attractions. We've got all these guests We've got all this stuff planned for the big episode 199. Jimmy, how you doing? Oh, I don't know. I thought you were going to say 203. 203, we have all <laughs> kinds of shit planned out. That's no, going to be a big one. Le- legitimately, next week is 200. I've got something in store for 200. That's good because I have nothing. Oh, well, I'm not going to say I've got something cool in store or ah. big in store. I've got something in store. And here's the thing. I'm producing that show, Jimmy. Uh, you might be. I am. I am. I've already planned on it. I, I, I've talked it over. Oh, you have? I'm producing that show. Really? You talked it over with who? <laughs> with our producer. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Depending on how things go today, <laughs> you might said, have he to. he said, and I quote, I'm not fucking working now. Oh, yeah, sure he did. Yeah, that's, that's Camillo. That's what he said. That's Camillo. <laughs> he said he's Yeah, with, with the Spanish I'm accent. I'm not doing it's, it. I refuse. We're going on lockdown, and that means I'm not doing any work. Yeah, that's what he said. That's what he said. That's what he said to me. Well, you know what? The timing couldn't be better because tomorrow, January 14th at 12 o'clock Eastern time, Sean and I are going to do a, a podcast on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Gaming about COVID-19 and all the bullshit that I, as an employer, and just as a, as, as a human being... Have had to deal with. You're gonna go full Jericho tomorrow, huh? Uh, no, no, because I'm not. A, I'm not a true. So we'll get. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. I'm not a truther. I'm not an anti-masker. Uh, I understand how how severe COVID can be in certain circles among certain people, 
but uh, the bullshit I'm dealing with as an employer and and as a father of two kids and the and the decisions the government has made and this isn't just an Ontario Canada thing everybody's been dealing with it on some level I mean look at California and New York and just all this bullshit so I said to Sean yesterday I was like you know what let's just do a little podcast and I want to use Twitch because Twitch is kind of our non wrestling you know yeah. platform. So uh, so we're going to do that tomorrow, 12 o'clock Eastern time, and just talk about some of the nonsense associated with COVID-19 decision-making and lockdowns and stupidity and incompetence and inefficiency. Uh, so we'll do that tomorrow. Well, but, if you uh, guys want to help us be efficient, please leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. Please tap the bell for notifications. Of course, subscribe to Fightful Select. We are a few subs away from a major goal. So if you guys would subscribe, it'd mean a lot. But you can send a super chat like this monster super chat that Throwback just sent. Big thank you to him. He says, with COVID now taking its toll again on the wrestling industry, what new protocols do you believe should be in place to make safe not only the talent but staff and patrons? Other than CDC guidelines, can there be more that's done? Yeah. To Capitals? Does Boston win this year? Uh, Yeah, more should be done. MLW and ROH should not be doing the best. I agree. Of anybody. 100%. 100%. And it's weird because this, we could almost talk about this on the podcast tomorrow, even though my, yes. my plan is not to talk all wrestling on the, on the podcast tomorrow. But WWE's done a terrible job from, from the onset. Miserable. They've done a and terrible it, job. It's got even worse. I'm going to have a report on it on Fightful Select tomorrow about how, how bad it's gotten in some aspects. Right. You mean the outbreak or you mean protocol? Protocol. Okay. It, it's, it's embarrassing. When you are, and I'm a broken record because like this has happened now three, four times. When you are a company with a market cap of $4 billion getting $500 million a year from, from one contract, well, I guess essentially two contracts, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's very uh, embarrassing. And, and there's no other way to put it. They, they could do a much better job. Vincent Man doesn't give a shit. And, and quite frankly, you can say what you want about his age and everything. And he's, and I'm, I'm not political, but if you want to even go down the road of him being a Trump supporter and having maybe the same mentality, whatever you want to say, but, uh, it's embarrassing. Uh, there's no if other way to put it. If you're not testing, you shouldn't be running straight. Yes. Up. If yeah. You can't yeah. Test, don't run and don't have people train. Uh, Jimmy Chera to the Capitals and does Boston win this year? No. Uh, uh, Chera to the Capitals, you know what? Good for him. I have a lot of respect for Zadino Chara. He should have retired a Bruin. It's a business, but at the same time, sometimes I, I think he would have taken the league minimum mm-hmm. uh, at this point. Sometimes you just kind of do what you got to do for your guys. So it's, it's unfortunate that he had to move on. A lot of people don't even have the Bruins making the playoffs this year. Wow. And so uh, are they winning the Cup? No. The Bruins are not going to win the Cup. Uh, Jeremy Lambert, man, I almost hate to say this. I think the Avalanche are looking good. Ooh. They are a stacked, stacked team. Joe Sackick is a hell of a GM, although he was he was inherited a good team. That's how Avalanches uh, start, right? They're, they're big stacked, and they just kind of slide on down. Uh, there you go. Uh, there throwback you go. says, I have three close friends, and one is seven months pregnant and has COVID. Not happy about, the, uh, about this. She is. Uh, she should be taken... I'm trying to make sense of that. Uh, she's freaking out how it'll affect her pregnancy. I mean, yeah, we'll we'll go into depth more on the basic non wrestling COVID stuff on the on tomorrow's uh, listing. Your boy one ninety nine point five. Yeah, and, and and you know the one thing I haven't really heard about COVID is pregnancies, like how it could affect pregnancies. I have heard about the vaccine was not tested on pregnant women. I don't so, know if that's true. I, I don't uh, it is true. The, is it the, true? Yes, the, the Pfizer vaccine was not tested on pregnant women. I can't speak for the Moderna one or what's the other one now? Uh, 
I forget the name of the other company, but the, the Pfizer one was not tested on, on pregnant women, and so they, they suggested that they don't take it. Otherwise, I don't really know about COVID and pregnant women, quite honestly. But let's, let's get into the wrestling well, well, stuff. Hold on. Well, let's get these super chats Okay, sure, quick. sure. Ernie says, I've been looking forward to episode 199 for months. I can't believe it's finally <laughs> here. <laughs> Wednesday, fellas. And Anakin says, will Jimmy bring back stupid people for 200? You want me to? I think that'd be a good, a good thing. To good time to do it? 200. I yeah. could do it. I mean, hell, uh, January 14th at 12 o'clock Eastern, we're going to do a podcast about stupid people. Yeah, so it'll be a full hour. Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Uh, make yeah. sure you guys go support that as well. That is a very Jeremy Lambert-led uh, project, and Joe Pearl's doing a lot of stuff over there as well. So, yeah, let's talk some wrestling. Yeah, well, we know about Drew McIntyre now. WWE uh, went public. They had to. I, I had a few people hit me up, and they said, hey, is this a, a changing of the WWE mentality that they publicly announced that somebody had it? And I said, no, they did it because they had to. He's the champion. Yes. You got you got two weeks before the Royal Rumble. Your champion cannot be there in the in the uh, venue to promote the Royal Rumble. They had to say something. And if it had been somebody lower on the totem pole, if it had been Drew Gulak, they wouldn't have said shit. And that, that's just how it is, but they, they kind of had to. Break down everything you know about this latest WWE outbreak. Again, it's like the third or fourth. Let me know it's, all it's of the It's not just WWE. It's yeah. all across wrestling. And there were a lot of New Year's parties, and there were a lot of people not happy about those New Year's parties. Stay the fuck home, guys. It's ridiculous. It's so stupid. Come Why are on. people yeah. so stupid? Yeah, and there were a lot <sighs> of wrestlers that were very upset about this. Yeah. And, I mean, there, there are a lot of people in WWE – Here's the thing. I talked to somebody in WDB Monday, and they're like, wow, I'm surprised it's not worse than it is. Then Tuesday, they messaged me, and they said, well, it got as worse as I thought it would get. They, they, they said it got that bad, and it's just going to keep getting worse due to some other protocols that I've heard of. Uh, some people in high places ended up with COVID. I don't know how, where, whatever. I had heard that um, he was fine before the weekend, and then all of a sudden, bam, there you go. And he is asymptomatic. Uh, based on his own words, I'm glad that they got him on the show. I'm glad that they they did a video yeah. based on that, and hopefully, hopefully, he gets over it and can do the rumble. Yeah, I mean, he's got to do. Oh, he should be okay. He's got to do his 14 days. But I mean, and, we don't uh, know how long he'll have COVID. No, but normally they say 14 day quarantine. That's that's kind of uh, contrary. We'll talk about Jericho later. Contrary to Jericho and his 10 days. 14 days seems to be what, it, what all of the medical experts suggest. That I mean, isn't that like for. after you show symptoms? No, because you don't always show, uh, show symptoms. Yeah, I, see, this is why I'm, I don't talk about this stuff because I have not read up on like how long you got to quarantine. Anything. Yeah, I've had to deal with it a lot in the company. I, I haven't had anybody test positive, so knock on wood or whatever material this table is. I haven't had anybody test positive, but I have had people come, become uh, exposed to someone who did test positive. And I had to talk to my employment lawyer and different people, and and uh, they all said basically 14 days of quarantine. The other thing I had to I had to learn was when you travel, right? And then they say uh, you're supposed to quarantine, but also get a test. You're supposed to wait 48 uh, 48 hours before you get a test because there's that incubation period before it might show up. Yeah. So that's uh, that's another the, all of this crap we can get into tomorrow if you want. But I want to ask you about um, on Raw this week. A lot of talent worked two matches, a lot. And it led to speculation about, oh, man, this is a really big outbreak. But it turns out, apparently, people like Asuka was there, like, available. Her business, her business uh, were there. They were available. Uh, 
Ricochet and Humberto were there. Yeah. So how do you explain this? Why explain? Why lazy laziness? That's all it is. Laziness. That's they're like, hey, Oscar's not going to be at ringside uh, with Charlotte when they're the tag team champions. That's it. That's the only way you can explain it. (sighs) Laziness. Tim Traver says my dad had uh, my dad's job had four to five people test positive and didn't get shut down yet. Anakin says I had COVID. It's ten days from the time you took the test. You can still have it, but you aren't contagious. That's confusing to me. So if there's if, misinformation, ever all, all I can say is my no, no, no. when he says that, does he mean from the last negative test? I think he means the from the time. He, sounds like he's saying from the time you test positive. Because I, I mean think. that doesn't make sense. If if you can test positive, then ten days later, just go out there. And again, I'm not I'm not the hippest guy to this. It'll be. A lot of me doing this tomorrow. Yeah, I'm not a doctor, so I, I, I just go by certain experts that I've talked to that I have to deal with for my own company. They just said 14-day quarantine. So that's, that's, that's what I've kind of adhered to. But again, I have not had anybody test positive in the company. Yeah. I see a lot of people that are saying like, oh, well, why didn't AEW or anybody say who tested positive? Because they don't owe you that. Nobody owes you their personal medical information. It, like they don't, They can decide if they want to. Evan yeah. Wright says that my Asuka title match stat is staggering. The last title match, women's title match she had over three minutes was September, Jimmy. Yeah, to me. And she's, and she's so good, too. Yeah. You know? Uh, It'd be one thing if it was Nia Jax with the championship. You know what I'm saying? Asuka's yeah. good, man. She's entertaining. She can go. It's unfortunate. What about the other wrestling companies? So uh, in a minute, I'll talk about, say, Nick Jackson, Thunder Rosa, Chris Jericho. What about this current outbreak Thunder Rosa, from what I understand, didn't actually test positive, but she was ex- uh, exposed to somebody that did. Is that correct? I, I, I assume so. Again, I don't know. I don't know personal medical information. Yeah, okay. Unless they've said publicly that they have COVID or didn't yeah. have COVID, I ain't saying shit. Like, I'm not, I'm not getting in that territory. Yeah, that's fine. So, so what are you hearing about the other wrestling companies in terms of this latest outbreak? Because we know they're all friends and, and they all hang together. I mean, you see Adam Cole backstage at, at AEW shows well, I mean, all the time. That's the thing. Hannah's saying, do you think companies like AEW and WWE should find talent for, for attending gatherings? Well, there is some heat on people in WWE for attending the gatherings. I mean, AEW's, I mean, their whole roster was there, and, and they were there with people that were in Impact yeah. and WWE. So, None of it uh, surprises me. I mean, there were expectations, and I'm just talking in general terms, not just pro wrestling. There were expectations that there was going to be a spike right around this time now, mid-January, because of the holidays. So yes. everybody everybody expected. It's kind of ironic because the last couple of days, numbers here are actually down compared to previous days. But that was the expectation. I had asked Sean off the air, uh, do you know if Drew McIntyre attended a party? And he said he doesn't know. So all we can really say is if, and it's an if because we don't know, if Drew McIntyre attended a New Year's party when he's the WWE champion going into the company's hottest period of the year, then he's an idiot. But uh, why, uh, why are we, let's not even throw the hypothetical out there. No, I'm, I'm saying it because he tested positive for COVID now going with, know, with two weeks before the Rumble. I don't think there's a need to throw a hypothetical without knowing it. Hey, this guy is an idiot if he did this. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll say it. I got no problem saying it just because he's the champion. Well, I, I do. I have, I've got an issue saying that as a completely hypothetical because, I mean, you could say a lot of things about a lot of people hypothetically if they did it. Like, that doesn't mean we need to even throw that out there, throw that – because I don't know, and I don't want people 
that are not that good at their jobs saying, oh, well, Sean <laughs> Jimmy said this, and they're calling him an idiot. All right. No, I mean, I guess I could hold up signs saying we don't know with big well, white signs with the letters on them. I don't even them. want to hypothetically call somebody an idiot in that regard because, I mean, you could – if if he went and took a shit in the middle of traffic, he'd be an idiot too, but he ain't doing that. <laughs> okay, well, I, I am going to call Chris Jericho an idiot in a minute. I am going to do that. But – uh, actually, let's go to that now. So we don't know if, if Drew McIntyre attended a New Year's party. What we do know is that in mid-August, Chris Jericho's band Fozzy uh, played a concert during the Sturgis Bike Rally, a rally that reportedly led to 260,000 new COVID-19 cases. When the news first broke about Sturgis being a super spreader, Jericho was asked about it on Twitter. Here was his response. Put it media one, Camillo. He was asked about it, and he said, seven cases out of 450,000 people. So he basically was just reading whatever bullshit he was reading that was completely inaccurate and untrue. As we know, the real number was 260,000. Surprise, surprise, Sean Rossap. On Chris Jericho's podcast, Talk is Jericho, he revealed that he tested positive for COVID-19. He said he didn't exactly remember when it happened. He said, quote, maybe September. Maybe September, Sean Rossap. I would Given, definitely remember when I had COVID-19, that's for sure. You'd think you would. Well, now, okay, now, like, like you said earlier, we're not going to assume or whatever terminology you use. I'm just going to state facts. He did the rally mid-August. He thinks he tested positive maybe September. You're going to tell me there's not a correlation. There's probably a correlation. Yeah. And, and he, another thing, he said he hadn't told anyone he said he went into isolation for 10 days. I've heard, like I said, I su- I've, I've heard suggestions of 14, but he said he went into isolation for 10 days. I respect Chris Jericho. I respect what Chris Jericho has done for AEW. He was their MVP in their first year, and, and yes. I don't think you can argue against that. I'm very disappointed in Chris Jericho. It was very irresponsible for him to do what he did, given the influence that he has, given the social media presence that he has, uh, and and given the influence, very irresponsible for him to number one, do the concert for number two, to downplay the, the, the super spreader that it became. And then to number three, you test positive, you keep it quiet for a couple months because there probably is a correlation and he probably knew he was going to get heat. So he kept it quiet for a couple months, very disappointed in, uh, in how irresponsible Chris Jericho was. He probably thought COVID isn't very serious or he thought he's low risk. The problem with COVID-19 is that there, are, there is data to suggest that it doesn't uh, seriously impact most of us. There is data to suggest that it impacts a certain sect of society that has certain underlying medical conditions. But the problem is Chris Jericho gets it, passes it to somebody who's high risk. That's the issue. Yes. Right? And so, and so for that reason, I'm very disappointed that he did that. He could have unknowingly passed it to someone else uh, and, and, and gotten someone seriously sick. I'm very disappointed in him. That was a really stupid thing for him to do. Yeah, it was. It really, really was. And yeah. it was very – when I saw that headline today, I was like, figures. Yes. Figures. It does uh, figure. Yeah, it's not surprising at all. Anakin JMT says it's 10 days from the time you take your test uh, that results on the positive test to be safe. It can still be in your system, but you're not shedding the virus to others. And Andrew Monaghan says newer strains could accelerate times. That's the thing. Viruses evolve, and they adapt, and they change, and, yeah. and all that. and. 
I know the I know the UK strain right now. They claim that it has a higher contagion rate, but otherwise, I think it's the same in terms of the effects. I think, but you're right. There could be like I've always contended this whole time, and again, I don't want to get too deep into, into COVID on this podcast. Yeah. But I've always contended that I think there were different strains. Like when you look at the state of New York, the state of New York did have people younger that were getting really sick yeah. than, than other places. I don't know if these people had underlying conditions because the the media only tells you so much, and well, you, have, I mean, you have to really look for it. As controversial as I'll get on the subject is if if it existed in China in November, I think it existed here well before they they yeah, it's possible. thought that it did because I got sick earlier this year and that night I thought I was dead. I thought I was a goner. And this is before the big COVID explosion. I thought I was fucking dying. I almost went to the emergency room over it. But um been sitting in the house ever since. Besides Trips to get groceries and pick up toys here and there. DJ Cass says, the only thing I'll say is do not see your family. Do not see your friends. Just know you're responsible. Whatever happens when you go out. That's the thing. Like, I've not been able to see my grandmother, who I've I've spoken to you about. I've not been able to see her in months and months and months. Her getting her first vaccine injection was, like, one of the highlights of my last year. And that's that's wild, Jimmy, that— Somebody having a doctor's appointment is the highlight of uh, of the the last year. What one did you what. get? Did you get the Pfizer one? I'm not sure. sure. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll ask her. Again, I'll I don't want to get too don't... I don't want to get too deep, but I happened to talk to a friend who's a doctor this morning. They said get the AstraZeneca one. That's okay. what they told me. Well, Jimmy, if you do want to get deep and you don't want a doctor's <laughs> appointment, you want an injection of another kind. You're looking to inject someone with a different kind of. Oh, good lord! Last week we're dividing. This week we're injecting. Yeah, with a different kind of vitamin D, some vitamin ding-dong. Check out BlueChew.com code Fightful, the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. But again, you're not going to have to wait in line at the pharmacy or the doctor's office. You don't have to make that appointment. They work with BlueChew-affiliated physicians to get you the active ingredient you need. And because it's chewable, it gets right in your system. If you're not ready, it gets you there. Get that first shipment free when you use that code FIGHTFUL. Free! Got to pay the mailman five bucks, but that's about it. Just $5 shipping. Pretty good deal, and they know it's going to work. They know you're going to come back for it again and again and again, just like she or he will. Whoever you're throwing that vitamin ding-dong to, they're going to be coming back for more after you give them that excellent performance. Because... It is about performance. It's not about having a problem, so to speak. It's about performance. BlueChew.com, code Fightful. We, we're doubling up on the ad reads today, Jimmy. Oh, yeah? That's so good. Many, well, I, I want to— So many people are interested, Jimmy. Uh-huh. I want to talk a little bit more about the COVID stuff. So Nick Jackson from the Young Bucks, he revealed on Instagram that he tested positive in uh, September. He was off which for three— we, which we, we assumed— because they were off for six weeks or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he said that he was bedridden for three weeks. Thunder Rosa, uh, like I said, I don't know if she tested positive or was exposed, but her match with Britt Baker on Dynamite this week is off as a result. That's another one. Tell me if you think I'm right or wrong. It sounds to me like AEW's COVID protocol wasn't that much better than WWE's, but they did a lot better job of keeping things quiet. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, and I mean, again, I don't have a problem with that. I do not have a problem if somebody wants to say they test positive or not. There's been situations where they're really transparent. It's something I spoke with Court Bauer about, and he said 
Well, really, if it's anybody but somebody like Mads Kruger, we're probably just going to say it sucks, but they got COVID. Hopefully, we can move past this because that's that's the thing. Do you think anybody was like mad that Drew couldn't be on Raw? I don't think they were mad. When you say anybody, like, who do you mean? People who aren't who. Okay, I'll say this, not hypothetically. People who aren't idiots. Do you think they were like, <laughs> oh, god damn, they're not going to put them on Raw? No, they they know this Like television sucks. viewers, like wrestling fans? Yeah. Nah. They know it sucks. Yeah. He got COVID. Yeah. All right, we'll make The only ones are going to be the, the, the truthers. The truthers are like, ah, COVID's a yeah. hoax. This is bullshit. He's fine. Look at him. He's not sick. He should be in the ring wrestling. Those yeah. people, Yes. Uh, but otherwise, no. And, and, and I think they did what they could do. I mean, he accepted Goldberg's challenge. You know what I mean? Fine. They, they did what they yeah. could do. So yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Well, uh, now in terms of upcoming big events, uh, WWE has already acknowledged that the rumble is going to take place in Thunderdome with no fans. Uh, I mean, it's only two weeks away now, so that makes sense. What about WrestleMania 37? What are you hearing? It's only 10 weeks away. Well, that, that we know of. That we know 10 of. 10 weeks away. Because the Royal Rumble was supposed to happen about a week before it is happening. It was supposed to happen, um, I want to say, the 24th, and they moved it back to the 31st. Okay. Which I was stoked for because I want to put my Rumble feature out two weeks before the Rumble so it gets traction. So I was like, sweet, an extra week. But they, they could very well move it back a week or so if they want. I mean, right. what what's it meant? Well, maybe they could. It depends if they the want thing. live fans or not, because they got to give them a heads up. And um, I need to look at the Tampa Bay Rays schedule, too. Let me let me look at that real quick, because when the Tampa Bay Rays are ready to go, go WWE's getting the hell out of there. They're What's gone. the plan with baseball right now? I haven't heard anything. I mean, they're, they're still planning on a season. Well, starting when? On time, I would say. On time, really? Yeah, ba- spring training starts uh, late February, and then... Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this, and yeah, they have to have like the date booked if they're going to keep the, it. The Rays are back in Tropicana April 5th. Or no, 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 they're not. They're back April 9th. So realistically, they could push WrestleMania back and extend the Tropicana thing to maybe, maybe Sunday the 4th. But I don't know what kind of deconstruction it would take to get the baseball field in order and all that. Were they doing um, the WrestleMania and Raymond James, or was it the same stadium as Tropicana? I don't know. I have I thought, no idea. Oh, I thought I thought the WrestleMania venue was Raymond James Stadium or something sure. like that. Yeah. Sure, that, that's the football stadium, so they could just do it there oh, yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. But you're but, talking Thunderdome. Yeah, and, and maybe by April, things are warm enough to where they do that, but still, you don't want an outdoor... There's so many moving parts. Yeah, it's, I can't, it's, it's a mess. I feel... Like, it's a logistical nightmare, and I'm just sitting there thinking, you've got a performance center. <laughs> like, yeah, You're it's spending true. all this money for what? For because what? Vince Vince believed he needed a different aesthetic to get the ratings up, that's why. I mean, I think so. I'm just sitting here thinking about all the money that they're spending to lease out Amway. And, oh, yeah, Q4 is going to take a hit this, this, this year, and they've and already Trump said it. Canada, and it's like... Don't you think they could have, and again, I'm not an expert. I'm asking you legitimately. Don't you think that would have been better served to reinvest in their own performance center and expand it even? Like, I mean, they, 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 they built on. Well, I mean, I don't know about that because I don't know the property. I don't know if could they get permits for that. I don't know any of that. What I do know is that they did with what they had. They turned it into the Capitol Wrestling Center for NXT, and it was better 
than than what it had been. You know what I mean? I it it all came down to Vince believing in his mind that they had to get a different aesthetic. They had to you know build this new thing in order to get the the number back up. And from the very beginning, I called it lipstick on a pick because that's what it was. And now they're still doing what 1.8 million viewers. They did over two for Legends Night, but on average, one seven, one eight, got as low as one five in yeah. in the Tropicana era. So, uh, Aaron Entertainment says, "Where would they go after Tropicana?" I don't know where they would go after Tropicana, but as they say, there's always money in the banana stand, Jimmy. They've always got the CWC. They, if all else fails, yeah. they have the Performance Center, and that's a very good thing. That the investment in the Performance Center paid off. Last year alone, whatever they did with the uh, and the UFC Apex, look at the UFC Apex. Those proved to be genius investments for the UFC and WWE. They were lifesavers. And and the fact that AEW had the benefit of Daly's place. Yeah, AEW was very lucky. AEW was very, lucky. Yeah, they were very. Yeah, that was not an investment situation. No. That was, they couldn't have foreseen that. No. But this, like, that was a lucky situation, but still one that they were lucky to have. Um. Yeah, especially considering that they're like home territories. Jobber says tomorrow's distraction is the one year anniversary show. Yeah, I told I told Jeremy we were uh, we were counter programming it. With, oh, really? Uh, what time is this podcast at? It's later, but okay. I said we were going to do Jimmy Van and Sean Ross Saps episode one ninety nine point five New Year's Smash <laughs> Special. We were counter programming it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rob Wilkins says, JV, your interview with the Pena family on grappling with grief was so good. Uh, and then he says, so far, best feud of the year is Jeremy and I. I despise the Avs. Go wild. I thought he was about to say the Pena family had the feud of the year so far. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, you're supposed to be helping people here, not, not tearing them down from within. Those kids have a hell of a story. I don't know if you've seen that story. Haven't it, yet. So if you go to Grab Grief, I, I use the uh, the smaller domain to make it easier for people. If you go to grabgrief.com, I did a story on these three kids out of Houston, Texas. They're all big pro wrestling fans. Uh, oh, there you go. They're all big pro wrestling fans. And uh, these kids, they lost their mom uh, when they're all uh, in their teens. The oldest was in his 20s. Then get this, Sean. They're living in the house. Their parents have split, so they're living on by, them, by themselves. They get a knock on their door. They're informed that their dad sold their house. They got booted out of their house. Their dad took off to Mexico with the money. They ended up uh, on the street. Then a, uh, what do you call it, I guess, uh, just, a, just a, a generous person cut them a check for like $4,000. They were able to uh, uh, put down some money on a new place. They started their own food prep business, and now they're entrepreneurs with, uh, with awesome. their own business. Yeah, it's a, yes. and, and on top of that, they lost over 100 pounds each. That's incredible. It's a good story, awesome. man. I can't. Im- I said to them, I can't imagine you get a knock on the door and they're basically like tough shit out. Yeah, it's basically what happened. Yeah, uh, f- that sucks. Yeah, it does suck. It does suck. But they made the best of it. And they're they're three very positive. Uh, I call them kids because they're still pretty much kids. Yeah, you know. But that's Ray the situation. says racing the super chat and says I'm just glad they didn't have Goldberg act like Drew was scared of him in some stupid promo. Honesty is the best policy. I agree. Like when when the stuff happened with Lance Archer and he got COVID, they adjusted mm-hmm. and then they moved to what ended up being a great program with Eddie Kingston. Just tell us the truth. That's okay. Transparency in this situation is okay. I know there are sometimes they'll want to creatively write someone off, and I'm cool with that too. Mm. Uh, but like, don't treat us like we're stupid. Like it's okay if you want to make sense of it within the context of the show. I think Goldberg would have turned himself heel. He's already kind of a semi heel anyway. Yeah. 
But he would have turned himself heel because people aren't that stupid. Evan Wright said, thoughts on T-Bar starting a fight last night. I thought he worked himself into a shoot. Was that Jimmy. the Guevara thing? Yes. Go ahead and tell people. I only saw bits and pieces. So he called Sammy Guevara an AEW indie virgin that stole his move, which is the Feast Your Eyes. And a lot of people said, well, you've taken some pretty clear inspirations from Bane and yep. Anthony Bowens in a promo and stuff like that. And there, there was some piling on. And then he said... Like Sammy mentioned something like uh, that move's been around for a while, and T Bar like was really aggressive and mentioned the the Sasha rape joke and I don't even know if that's still up, but considering some of the people he works with, I think it's a bad look. I, I didn't think like Sammy was very apologetic about that, and Sasha even accepted his apology and he called her. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I thought that was a bad look. I thought they were just working, Jimmy. I thought they were just... I was going to ask you if T-Bar was just looking for attention, just trolling. I mean, I... Still... Ah, there's a way to go about it and a way not to. I'll give you a good example. When Triple H started in WWF, he used a diamond cutter. That was the first time he used a move. I kind of vaguely remember Dallas Page... Diamond Dallas Page told me that he called up Triple H and he said, listen, man, I'm not telling you you don't need to or not to do this move. He's like, I would like for you not to because I'm trying to get it over really, really big is my thing. It would mean a lot to me if you didn't. And he said, no problem. I'll find something else. I'm good enough to find something else. And he did. And you know what? That worked out pretty well for both guys. Right. Right. And and I, I don't know this to be a fact, but I think that. DDP may have even recommended the, the pedigree because that was done to him in an episode of like Saturday night or something by Joe Gomez at one point. Hmm. I could be wrong on that, but I thought that's how that went. But, I know Hunter's told the story before, but I don't recall it anymore. Well, DDP, um, yeah, DDP had told me that specifically. No, no, no. I mean a bit about where the pedigree came from. He's, oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It, they did it on Fox after after they stole making a finisher from <laughs> Well, speaking of Hunter, I want to ask you about Raw this week and how do you think they did in terms of pivoting the main event? Because Drew couldn't be there and uh, and and Hunter stepped in. I, I I personally I give props to Hunter for stepping in. Uh, hadn't wrestled in a long time. Had no preparation. Granted, he only went for a few minutes and only did brawling, but still, he hadn't been in there for a long time. You could tell he was gassed within a few minutes, just brawling. What did you think about the way that they pivoted, plugging him in? And uh, yeah, I'll start with that question. So normally, I'd think it's pointless. 
I would. But then I go back to, to a thing that Bruce Pritchard has often said on his show. If you can't deliver what you promise, try to over-deliver. And putting Triple H in that role is sort of like that. It's like he's a bigger name than Drew McIntyre within the, the history of WWE. So I get it. Now, ultimately, will it mean anything? No. I, I said on Raw, I want to hear an interview. Where do these people go when they disappear? Yes. Yes. What? And i got to be honest with you. I was, I was surprised, borderline disappointed that Triple H participated in that crap. Yeah. Because I, – and I understand he's the company guy. He's going to do what Vince wants, and, and I get all of that. I, for some reason in my mind, I always look at him as being above the crap. Yeah. Uh, and, and so when I saw Triple H in there holding his sledgehammer on fire, it's got a metal head on it. Metal's not flammable. It doesn't make any sense. And then all of a sudden, Alexa's there, and Hunter's just gone. He's just they, gone. They, they did a similar thing of their own time with him and Orton, if you remember, where, like, he broke into Orton's house with a sledgehammer. Yes, I remember that, yeah. So, I mean, is it is it that out of character? Not really. Uh, but It was goofy. I mean, he just disappears. Yeah. He's just gone. You know what I mean? To, it was... me, to me, when you do the mind games thing, I thought there was no better than gold dust because you didn't have stuff that was just completely out of the realm of possibility. What you had was gold dust playing off of the fears and insecurities of his opponents to play mind games. Bray Wyatt and The Fiend and Alexa Bliss are characters in which can do that. They can play off the fears and insecurities and concerns of these characters. In, in Razor Ramon's case... He was oozing machismo and was, quite frankly, <laughs> a bit homophobic. That's exactly what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, it was. And it made for an interesting storyline. And Goldust is like, Matt, well, you know what? By the way, here's my super hot wife. I've been fucking with you this whole time. I'll take that <laughs> title now. Like, and it, and it Too bad he didn't say that verbatim in a promo. <laughs> he probably would have. <laughs> probably would have. Uh, but, Yeah. Oh, man. Do you think that they're going to do the blind gimmick with Randy Orton? I mean, I, I was thinking about, okay, Jake the Snake Roberts did it, led to the match with I, Rick Martel. I hope so, because I want more clicks on that Nydia interview. I want people to go, whatever happened to Nydia? And then I want them to search her on YouTube and, bam, go click that. That's what I want. So you think they're headed down the road with Randy Orton? Maybe maybe it'll even lead to a blindfold match? Yes. Yeah? Yes. I think so. We'll see. We'll see. One more thing about Raw I wanted to ask your opinion of uh, because it was very irritating to me. They did this thing more than once. And it's interesting when you see so much repetition now on Raw specifically when you know how years ago the whole thing was, oh, you're working the leg in your match, so we got to do something else. Oh, your your finish has a DDT. We got to do something else. I, I was going to tweet about that. Like, have they not watched The Wrestler? Right. <laughs> right. The and it's something that's been happening a lot, man. Like, I I love Sasha Banks. I love Kevin Owens. I love Montez Ford. I do not need to see frog splashes from those guys in back-to-back-to-back matches. Quite frankly, Dominic, too. I, I don't need to see it. Ray, if you're on the same show as Montez Ford, even if you're paying homage to Eddie, you should probably be like... Do something I'm else. Gonna let him have that Yes. One. Because from Art Bar... Until last year, I never saw a better frog splash. My, that's Montez Ford's move. It is, and he does it. You're right. people have done it. It's his now. I completely agree, and, and having so many others do it, it diminishes it. I, I completely agree with you on that. 
What were your thoughts on the whole, this guy loses a match, then he challenges that guy, then that guy loses. So a loser beats a loser. Nobody benefits. Nobody gets over. It's all bullshit. What were your thoughts? They did it with Elias and Jeff Hardy. They did it with uh, Matt Riddle and MVP. What were your thoughts on that? I could just imagine somebody saying, they won't complain about 50-50 booking when they get 33-33-33 booking. (laughs) Jeff Hardy got beat by Jackson Riker. Jackson Riker had to cheat, had to, had to distract a 25-year TV vet, Jeff Hardy, to beat him. Then Elias just loses to the guy who just lost. Who looked good there? Yeah. Keith True. Lee looked good in his. That's it. Yeah. Keith Lee looked real good because he and Sheamus beat Miz and Morrison, and then Keith Lee beat Sheamus, so he looked very good. Yeah, it was different, yeah, because they, they, they different such a uh, scenario. This uh, one this one was really, really stupid. But Bobby Lashley had to attack Matt Riddle before the bell. Matt Riddle last week had to cheat to beat Bobby Lashley. Then Matt Riddle's like, no, nope, but I can beat you, MVP. And then neither one of them win the match because it's a DQ. Right. Who gets over Nobody, and, and I got to say, I got a little smile on my face. What is it that I've said to you so many times about social media? I've told Sean over the years so many times before Call you post. more people names. Yeah, that's what I said. That's, exact, that's verbatim. verbatim. Call more people I always names. tell Sean, I've been saying it for years, before you post anything, you have to ask yourself, what's the benefit? And that's what I always say. I got a smile on my face when Hunter's in the ring with Randy Orton. And he said, I don't want to fight you because there's no benefit. And I, I, you know, I had to chuck a little bit and say, that's a smart guy. The, the same reason Jimmy refuses to fight me. <laughs> right, right. Because there's no benefit. But along <laughs> the same lines, I look at, say, you know, Jeff Hardy, Elias, Jackson Riker. There's no benefit. Nobody benefited from that. It was a complete waste of television time. Ideally, it should be the pay window. They should be like, well, you know what? If I get this match and I win this one, then I get my winner's bonus. And I wish somebody would say that. They don't say it enough, no. They never. Like, here's the thing. Corey Graves will say, when, that's a Samoa Joe line right there. <laughs> he, he shits on Byron, and he says, they get paid more. Are you going to wait for that next week now? Or for, or for the next uh, I mean, edition of the show? it happens all the time. Happens tonight. Uh, Evan writes in the Super Chat and says, Danny Limelight said tonight is the biggest night of his career. I love the interview you did with him, Sean. I think he's going to be a big breakout star. Well, all due respect to Danny Limelight, Sunday was the biggest day of his career. We dropped an interview. He's appeared on New Japan, AEW, and UWN, which has NWA ties, in like the last three months. This guy is all over the place. He's on BTE. Go check out that interview, guys. He, he makes it very clear. He wants to sign with AEW. Uh, we also have a super chat from Evan Wright that says he's trying to get Aubrey Edwards to ask Scorpio Sky about that cluster of a match that I I mentioned. Did you see that? I found a match. It was a 159-man battle royal. What? Yeah, and Dave Marquez hit me up, and he's like, yeah, we were trying to set a Guinness Book of World Records, but nobody called Guinness. Did, any, did everybody get a payoff? I, I don't know. They would have lost their shirts on that show. I might try to do a feature on this because I know some of the people that were in it. Peter Avalon, Thunder Kitty, uh, Eric Eric Watts, the good one, not the old shitty one. Uh, he was in it. How'd they well, do it? They're not all in there at the same time. Three rings. Three rings. Oh. And one of the rings broke. But here's the oh, okay. thing. We're still talking like over 50 people in each yeah, ring. Yeah, that'd be 53 a ring. In WCW, 
1996-7-8 reinforced rings before they made them softer, yep. there were only 30 in each ring. Yep. So Which I'm, is still I'm a lot. Find... And Evan Wright says, thoughts on the Elite being back together for Dynamite tonight? I think they will be called the Elite. I mean, that's that was the whole gimmick. The Young Bucks were very, very smart in registering and keeping the Elite because everybody sees it and they go, Bullet Club. Yes. But it's not, and they own it, Jimmy. Were they referred to as the club? Uh, Anderson and Gallows and uh, Styles were. They were the club. No, but I, I could have swore the commentators referred to them as the club. I could be wrong. Oh, I'm sure Jericho referred to them as a lot of things. I thought somebody called them the club. The Trigger Happy Club! It's them! Something, something. I th- or Jim Ross, even. I thought somebody referred to them as the club. Man. Yeah. Uh, did Riddle sign his new deal? Yes. He did. did he get the money he was looking for? I don't know if that's what he was looking for. I know that it was an increase over what they first offered him. But I had people in WWE that said we wanted to get him signed before the new year because, I, I, I mean, his contract was going to be up in August. Yeah. And he would have been a pretty – if things were back to normal, I'm sure New Japan would have been like, hey, buddy. Because they were before that. If you remember, WWE had no interest in Matt Riddle. I don't want to say no interest – they were they were dragging their feet on him mm-hmm. until it became clear, oh, wait, he's going to hit the bricks and leave Evolve and probably do this ROH New Japan thing. Because if you remember the week that they brought back uh, Hogan, the week that they really pressed the issue on Daniel Bryan, and the week that they signed Matt Riddle were all the week that Ring of Honor and New Japan announced that they were doing an MSG show. Right, I remember. Yeah. I remember Riddle himself on, on your podcast saying that he was it was – he was encouraged to do Evolve because of the WWE connection. And I, yeah. I, think Matt, I think Matt wanted to work for WWE. I think that was kind of his goal. It was. You know? My question for these guys, and I want to go back to Danny Limelight in a second. My question for Matt Riddle is, right now you get to work once a week, and that's awesome. So, so I, I saw one figure, $400,000 a year. When you get to work one day a week, that's great. Sooner or later, when things open up, and if you got to go back on the road and if you're working four or five days a week and, and whatever, are you going to be happy with that then? I don't know. I don't know the terms of his contract. Well, he doesn't have a contract right now. And if anything, this stuff is increasing his asking rate on the indies. Right. Like, I mean, uh, are you talking about Matt Riddle or Danny Limelight? Oh, Danny Limelight. Yeah, no, I meant Matt Riddle. I meant Matt, I was talking sure. about Matt Riddle. Oh, well, I mean, he ain't going to hate not traveling very much. <laughs> no, I know that. But what I'm saying is the figure he signed for for one day a week, he's probably happy with. But if and yes. when things open up. No, and, and WDB is taking that in consideration. They, they have told a lot of wrestlers that they'll talk again around WrestleMania time. Okay. Even, and, even about the deals that are signed from what yeah. I understand. All right. Well, that's fair because that is going to change things and it's going to change their expenses. Now, my question about Danny Limelight, and I mentioned this about Zicky Dice a week or two ago. Why would wrestlers not keep their hands closer to the to the vest? Why do they basically say, I want to work for AEW? I don't get it. Why would they do that? I don't know. It's but stupid. I, mean, I don't know if it's stupid. It shows it's stupid. you that they're, especially if they're already booked. Yeah, I get it, but if they don't have, like, I, I, I saw some of your conversation with Danny Limelight. I can't recall if he was wearing an AEW shirt. He might have been. He was. And then he pulled the Young Bucks book on camera. He was and, legitimately reading that as we started. I mean, game. that's fine, but I just watched <laughs> that thinking, like, I, again, well, like, I. I mean, look at it. UWN ain't signing him full-time. He ain't getting full-time for New Japan USA. They're filming in clusters. And, and for other reasons, I mean. AEW is the full-time company. Yeah, right I'm not suggesting I'm not suggesting don't go to AEW. Yeah. What I'm saying is maybe make 
you want to in some so, of the the new WWE signings are getting sixty k. Yeah, no, I get it. Let me let me give you an example, and I don't know if this is a proper example, but I'm going to see if this fits. So you know that I own a cottage, right? And back when I went and looked at it, I brought my wife with me. Okay. We were there looking around and my wife was raving about everything. She was raving about everything. And we can do this here and we can do this there. I pulled my wife aside and I said, you're making their job too easy. Mm-hmm. So you have to just kind of quiet down and stop making like you really, really want this because I want to cut a deal with this guy and you're making it too easy. When I see a guy like Danny Limelight basically, you know, uh, sucking up AEW, if I'm Tony Khan and I know Tony, Tony Khan is a fair guy, but he's also a business person. If I'm Tony Khan, I look at that and I think, OK, cool, I'm going to lowball you. Sure. It's sure. stupid. You shouldn't do it. He shouldn't do it. I understand his, his, his desire. You shouldn't do that in a public interview, my opinion. I am Lalucha says, loving this podcast, fellas. Thank you. Can you see long-term booking where Elite 2.0 feuds with Bullet Club in Japan? Yeah. They could. could. Yeah. It could. And it yeah. should. This is something they should all be talking about right now. How can we drum up enough interest to where we all make money off of this? Tama right. included. He's a smart guy. How are Impact television numbers lately? Because I haven't paid attention. Not great. <laughs> Not great. But they got a new announced team, and I'm very excited about it. Because how many times have I mentioned Josh Matthews got to go? They got Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown. I don't know how D'Lo, D-Lo Brown is doing color. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And, good for him. Uh, I'm excited for Matt Stryker. I think it's good. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes you need a change, Jimmy. Sometimes you need things a little bit differently. Sometimes... There, there, there's stuff that you like, but there's ways to improve it, Jimmy, like your cereal. <laughs> and you know what? We have improved things with magicspoon.com slash Fightful. You should do movie trailers. I, oh, that, that's an idea. I'll, I'll pitch it to you off the air, by the way. Yeah. But a lot of you have talked to me about the variety boxes at magicspoon.com slash Fightful. And you've said, well, I, I want to try maybe something else. Well, now you can build your own custom variety box. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, blueberry, plus the peanut butter flavor and the cinnamon flavor. I love the peanut butter flavor, and I love cinnamon cereal. Uh, stuff, stuff like Cinnamon Toast Crunch was my favorite thing growing up. Now Cinnamon Magic Spoon is my favorite thing to eat uh, for, for breakfast food. 11 grams of protein, zero sugar, only three net grams of carbs in each serving. I keep saying it'll fill you up with one bowl, and that's what I love about it. I don't have to keep going back and back uh, to the cupboard to refill my, my cereal bowl. I'm cutting down on carbs and sugars and unhealthy foods, trying to be healthier and all that good stuff. And magicspoon.com slash Fightful gets you there. Keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb and GMO-free. And you can save $5 off your order. The old deal we had was for free shipping. Now you can save $5 off your order when you go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful and grab a variety pack. And you get to pick what's in there. And they're so confident in it that it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it, you will get your money back. You got nothing to lose and you're going to feel so much better when you eat this stuff. I love it. I am so much happier when I've got a good diet going on and and I'm I'm happy about what's going into my body. So check it out magicspoon.com/fightful code fightful. <sighs> uh Ray Callahan says fun fact, Delo's head shake is from the movie Friday. I didn't know that. I like D'Lo. D'Lo was good. I love D'Lo. You know, I the draw the draws thing was so unfortunate. I'm sure yeah, I'm sure he carries that around with him all the time. 
And uh, I, I really like D'Lo. I, I've never seen him do color commentary, I don't think. But uh, I like him, so I, I hope that works out for him. I got I got to tell you, even though this guy is not a draw, and I don't know how it's going to work in terms of uh, uh, general fan interest, Adam Pierce against Roman Reigns for the Universal Title, it's different, and I like that it's different. I know some people are mad about it, and if if you are, I get it. But to me, I I, I mentioned I grew up on some Royal Rumbles that had like Brock Lesnar versus Hardcore Holly for the title. I'm okay with it. Plus, you know there's two hours worth of main event quality content on that show already. Right. So them doing Goldberg versus Drew, if Goldberg at least doesn't win, and Adam Pearce versus Reigns, I don't have a problem with it. I don't. It's very different. I did not expect it. I I, First off, and, and I guess we should tie in Shinsuke Nakamura here, what were your thoughts on him out of nowhere almost running the table? The guy, the guy's been toiling away in the mid card as part of a tag team for a long time. They're doing nothing with him. We know he's good, and you know I vented about him how many times, Sean? About how they dropped the ball with Shinsuke Nakamura. Out of nowhere, he almost runs the table. He beats Rey Mysterio, Baron Corbin, and Daniel Bryan. What were your thoughts on that? Because it looked to me like they were going to go full bore, and they're actually going to do uh, Roman Reigns, Shinsuke Nakamura. Well, I thought they protected him very well at the end too, because he got beat up yes. after three matches by multiple people. Whether he's a babyface or whether he's a heel, I would have this week on SmackDown, Ray come up to him and be like, I respect you. I would even have Baron Corbin like give him a little bit of respect, unless they're setting up a little bit of a match there. But Nakamura already beat him, so I don't need it. Time to bring back the old music. Yeah, and Cesaro to be like, good to see that you remembered who you are type of thing. I would love that because between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, there's a pay-per-view there. You got to have a feud there, and it'd be very easy for them to say Shinsuke Nakamura deserved that title shot. He's going to get that title shot in February, and him to keep winning matches if it yes. catches fire. Keep winning matches it, if it catches fire. Let it catch fire. He's got to keep his performance up, Jimmy. He can't be came to America to surf <laughs> Nakamura. He can't be that guy. He's got to be the guy that we saw Friday, and he ain't going to win the match. But it can develop into something cool. Yeah, and I understand what you're saying because I, I know that the knock on him was that he did appear to be lazy sometimes. But at the same time, not to retread what I've said in the past, but when you bring this guy up from NXT, he's a phenomenally hot act coming up from NXT. And they dropped the ball week one. Vincent Man dropped the ball the very first week with Shinsuke Nakamura. I can understand him getting frustrated and maybe a little, little less motivated. And yeah. uh, but we always knew he has this 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 ability and the star power, and it's amazing what you can do in one night. They got to bring back his other entrance music. Uh, it's too bad they don't have live fans, but they could also sweeten the crowd anyway to sing the music. But uh, I I've always thought there, there's something in him. Shinsuke Roman Reigns is a match that would interest me, like you said, if Shinsuke keeps winning. And uh, Adam Pearce is interesting because it's different. What about Damian Priest? What are you hearing on that? Nothing. They they pitched that idea and it got nixed. So I heard. There were still plans to call him up. Here's the thing, Jimmy. That never matters because they called up Vanessa Bourne a year ago. Where's she at? Mm. They called up Chelsea Green in May. What happened? Uh, a lot of people don't know this. Santana Garrett got called up to the main roster. Where is she? Well, we don't know. So there's a very good chance we might not see Damian Priest to like. No 23. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We have a bunch of super chats. 
you what, mate? Says, how would you guys honestly react if they booked Goldberg to win his match with Drew McIntyre? I would hate it. I would hate I would, it. I'd be, I'd be livid. I'd be yeah, very, I, very now I will say after the Saudi thing with The Fiend, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah. The Fiend match shocked me. It flat out shocked me because I thought The Fiend is red hot. This, this is a guy they can really go with. He's red hot. And it shocked me. And uh, now because of that, if Goldberg gets the one, two, three, it's not. I'll just, I'll, I'll just mutter to myself, Vince McMahon's too fucking old. He shouldn't be doing this anymore. He's not good at, at it anymore. He's not capable of running creative for an entertainment yeah. entity like this. And that's basically what I'll mutter to myself, but that's it. Hannah says, no one's going to take the title off of Roman, especially not at the Rumble. This is just making him look like he runs everything even more. That's what I love about it. it Roman's awesome. the character. Oh, he's great. He's and great. He, he is the show. Yeah. When I, I used to get up on Fridays and be like, God, I got that Friday SmackDown tonight. Now I'm like, wonder what Roman's going to do. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how that works? It's like I used to get so sick and tired of Michael Cole with this, the big dog. I used to get so sick of that shit. And uh, and now look at them now, man. That's all it takes. Good creative. And now if he says it, it's like, ooh, that son of a bitch. <laughs> like that type of thing. And remember uh, what and I told you from the start? I like they kept the music. Yeah, it worked. You know? You're right. It, it worked. Yeah. Anakin says, I'm only mad that Cole and commentary had the gall to say a five-time NWA champion wasn't good enough to make it to WWE. I didn't like that, Jimmy. They didn't need that to hammer home a point. Adam Pierce was a good wrestler. I did. I tell you, I, I I don't know if I told you this. So I was on a show with him one time uh, in where the hell was it? I think it was Fargo, North Dakota, when I was working for the new AWA, uh, and uh, and Adam Pierce was on the show. Scrap Iron Adam Pierce. I actually had a picture that I took that day. I think it was Adam Pierce sitting on the lap of a fake Doink the Clown. <laughs> and I, I put the picture on Twitter. This is this is when Adam Pierce came back as a character on SmackDown or on, on WWE. I put the picture on Twitter and he retweeted it. Because back then, if anybody doesn't know who Adam Pierce is, and if you look at some older pictures, you might be surprised. Adam Pierce used to look like a Hardy brother. Yeah, he did. He had, he had really long hair with the X Pac headband uh, back some 20 years ago. And no, he was a good worker back then. And he was one of those guys. I'm kind of surprised he didn't make it to WWE because he was, he had the size and he was good in the ring. Maybe they saw his look and thought he's too much like a Hardy boy or something. I don't know. But, uh, but he was good in the ring. Evan says, I just think with all the awesome talent they have in that company, it's unfortunate they're giving the world title match to an agent. I mean, 30 of that 30 pieces of that talent are going to be booked for a Royal Rumble. That's that's why. I have no issue with it. it they're a television entity now. Uh, uh, you know, the Rumble is going to be on the network, but they're effectively a television entity. Yeah. It's one show now. It's not like the back in the day when the Rumble is like the second biggest payoff of the year, second second, second biggest buy rate of the year. It's not really like that anymore. And so I don't have an issue with it. It's something different. The 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 dynamic with him and Roman is interesting. I, I, and Adam Pierce has been, I think it's good if you have an authority figure who you don't notice too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't make themselves the focal point like the McMahons always do. Adam Pierce doesn't do that. He's an authority figure that does what has to be done, but you don't notice him too much. He begrudgingly uh, became the focal point. Yes. He didn't want to do he it. He didn't want to be. Yeah. I agree. I, I don't questions. mind it. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I don't mind what they're doing with Adam Pierce. And again, I don't expect this is going to be a long program. You know, Roman will fight him, Roman will beat him, Roman will move on. That's, that's, yeah. although, granted, Vince McMahon, maybe Adam Pierce is going to get seven months in a row. But, <laughs> uh, but I don't think so. I think it'll be one and done, and that's fine. Jobber says, Where can I find this 159 man battle royal? And Andrew says, 
Uh, search AWS Battle Royal from 2010. It's on Smart Mark Video. You got to pay for it though. I haven't seen uh, the, the production quality that I've seen wasn't quite great, so I haven't checked it out. But there are a couple YouTube clips on the post. And then David Dickers says, "Have a good night, people. Here's some Dutch money again. I hope everyone gets held responsible for whatever they have done. If you know what I mean, cough. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It used to be called the Gilda, but now it's the Euro. Ooh. I still, I still have some Dutch Gilda back." Uh, at my uh, at my mother's house, I, think. I swear I have more Canadian change in my house than American change from the the three trips to Canada. Like that's, I've got that, more, that, that's not something to brag about. I've got more toonies than I do like quarters sitting around here. A toonie's worth uh, about a bucket twenty six, I think. The last I looked, is so. it? I thought it was like a buck seventy five. Oh no 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 no! Two dollars Canadian? It's like a twenty twenty five percent drop, right? Yeah, it's well. Okay, you're right. I was thinking. Uh, uh, I was thinking. I was thinking the other way around. I was thinking one dollar yeah. U.S. is about one and a quarter, one twenty six Canadian. I was thinking the other way around. Yeah, I'm actually pretty hip to the conversion rates. Uh, yeah, I I was hip when it was one thirty three. Yeah, I mean, one twenty six not as much because we have people that get paid in Canadian, and my, like I've learned, just kind of learned the conversion rate, the the general stuff, like when we're setting budgets and stuff. So. Yeah, never really lost that somehow. What else you got? Anything? Uh, well, I guess we'll talk about the NXT uh, tournament because it's starting this week on NXT. So the 2021 Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic put up Media 2, Camillo. They announced the brackets on the bump this week. And the one that's the most maybe interesting, you see on the top right there, MSK. That's a trademark WWE uh, filed recently. The word on the street is that that's going to be the Rascals. It's going to be uh, Xavier and Wentz from Impact Word Wrestling. on the street from who? I don't know. It was on the internet somewhere. <laughs> it's not really <laughs> what we operate on. Um, it would be good if it was. Yeah, this is why I'm not a wrestling journalist, because I can just talk about rumor and, yeah. and hearsay. And sure the rumor, can. the rumor is that MSK could be uh, the Rascals from Impact Wrestling. That's, that's all I've heard. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. I think that would be good. I, yeah. I like them. I think they're really great. I think they'll fit in really well with NXT. Uh, NXT's just got to change in general. Like, it's just got to color itself up a little bit. I know they want to be the underground, but shit, man, give me give me something different. We've been saying for weeks they just they can't compete with Dynamite. They just can't. Yeah. And, and part of it, I mean, the aesthetic... You know, it sucks there's no fans. I mean, you think back to how things used to be when you had Sasha and Bailey in Brooklyn and you had Shinsuke Nakamura in Brooklyn and the whole crowd is singing his song. You think about how NXT was then and you think about how NXT is now and having no live fans impacts it a little bit, but it's just not the same in terms of creative, in terms of, of the talent. Uh, that's just kind of how it is. Dynamite right now, I just don't see how they can compete with AEW right now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's It's really tough and... It's fallen into the Ring of Honor territory where it all just looks the same. Everything's black. Everything's like, like brighten it up a little bit, man. Yeah, and you know, I was a little surprised by the ratings last week because I understand that the Capitol Hill thing took a bite that, out of the numbers. Oh, it dominated. Yeah, and it I dominated. and I understand that, but I was surprised that it seemed to hit Dynamite much more so than it did NXT. The margin between the two is much closer this week. Sure. That surprised me a little bit. I don't know if that tells you about the demos. If anything, you think it would have hurt NXT more because NXT skews older. I mean, it was, it was this was a big deal. I mean, I don't think that what happened last week knows any demographic b- bounds. Yeah, it's, it's possible. You're right. It's possible. Well, 
Guys, make sure you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I got all kinds of news going up there this week. How about this one? I broke a story today about new contracts offered to retribution. You ain't getting that anywhere but Fightful. I got one up right now about how the Chris Bay New Japan deal came together because he works for Impact. So he told me how that came together, and I've got exclusive stories all the time. We are five subs away from a big goal, so please get us there. Get and, us there. And if you go there now, uh, the list goes on. We're going to talk about WWE's India Initiative. We're going to talk about Impact's Hard to Kill. We're going to talk about Matthew McConaughey. We're going to talk <laughs> about we're going to talk about the Jay White bullshit, uh, and we might talk about Dalton Castle. So go to the list goes on, and we'll uh, we'll talk about that stuff. We're out. Subscribe to Fightful on YouTube for the latest exclusive podcast, interviews, and news across boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.